0: So, Claudio, what is our third course?
1: Non judgment. Wow, this is a big one too. So I think we're, we're starting to get into kind of like the thicker, the bigger. Yeah. The proteins. We're looking into the proteins right now. Perhaps even the hard. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Not yet. There's the main entrees are coming. So we can't, oh. we can't rush it. All right. And we don't want to eat too much. We don't want to eat too much. So we have to have space, right? Yeah. Non-judgment. JKZ sure mentions it a lot. He uses it a no lot, kidding. right? Yeah. Yeah. What is this non-judgment? I think this is a hard one for students. What do you mean non-judgment?
0: Yeah. It, it almost feels like this has a lot in common with beginner's mind. Because when we stop being curious, which is the natural thing to do, just to assume that we know everything then we're going to judge more quickly
1: yeah.
0: reacting without really practicing being curious, practicing understanding, uh, and responding. I keep thinking about the ego. I mean, okay. don't a lot of our judgments come from the ego, the way, you know, our childhood, the way that we were brought up, what we told was true or not sure, true sure. by our parents
1: sure think about all that um and i'm going to say this word but i don't want listeners to think that it's all negative but think about all that baggage mm-hmm. that is inherited to us that right that begins to help us form these very automatic judgments about or beliefs about who we are and the world is and others are and the ego is definitely it seems like the ego definitely likes to bathe in the waters of judgment i like that yeah for sure right it's yeah. like that's the, that's like its go to place yeah like judging mind what is a judging mind how would you describe a mind that is judging all the time it's
0: almost like i'm i'm categorizing whether yeah. it's a a person or um let's just look at culture for example yeah. you know it's safe to say that we live in in a very polarized time here mm-hmm. in the united states perhaps elsewhere
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh just believing that what we know is right looking at the world yeah. perhaps in a closed more like view versus more of an open open yeah. view is there a better way to say that a more mindful way of saying that
1: i would say that it's more being caught in the judging mind is more about it's an isolated view mm-hmm. where it's like you are the judger, and you are judging everything out there, so there is this separation, yeah, whereas when we begin to move into non-judgment, perhaps there's um, a little bit of an opening for a sense of interconnection, yes, right, Because the moment that we stop judging others. We begin to see how not so different we are from others, but how similar we are from others and how we kind of strive for the same things and make similar mistakes. Maybe it's appropriate to use the term open heartedness. Hey, I like that.
0: Yeah. So it it wasn't long ago that I, I learned that in older an older or one or more older languages, the word that is used for mind is the same word that is used for heart. And so when we, when we say mindfulness in some languages, you could also say heartfulness. And it's interesting, right? When we say open heart or approaching life with an open mind, that is where it comes into, at least in my mind, where it's similar to beginner's mind.
1: Yeah. I love that. Pretty cool. And this, um, Maybe we're confused about where the mind is, right? Mm. It seems like in in the in the East, the mind is not in the brain or in the head, but the mind is in the heart, mm. right? This this reminds me. I'll just tell her really quick. It's a Dr. Richard Davidson story okay. when he goes. So he met with the Dalai Lama. The Dalai Lama said he have to come to India and meet with, you know, this, my students and share the research, the scientific research that you're doing. So he goes to India. He goes to where the Dalai Lama lives and he is there in the monastery and he's got his whole crew of researchers. You know, there's like four or five people. They've got all the gear, right? They've got the whole, you know, all the fun, you know, the, the, the little like helmets with like all the sensors. Oh yeah. And, and the Dalai Lama explained to the students, to his um, pupils that like they were there to study the mind. And when they were setting up in front of all the students, they were putting this helmet with all the sensors on the person's head and all the pupils started kind of like laughing among themselves. Yeah, right. And Dr. Richie Davidson, he gets like kind of nervous. He's like, why are are they laughing at us? Like, what's going on? And it's because for them, it was ridiculous that if they were going, if you were there to measure the mind, that you would put such a device on the head. And not on the heart. Right. So it was like, they just thought it was funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's where they think the mind is. That's great. Yeah.
0: So I think I'll be doing the guided meditation for this one. I'm really looking forward to it. Do you have any recommendations? What, like if you were going to do one guided meditation, the world's greatest, most amazing guided meditation for non-judging, what is one thing that I have to have in there?
1: Be kind with yourself. Yeah. Bring the dose of kindness to the meditation. How does kindness support non-judgment? Cool. Thank you.
0: Non-judgment. Non-judgment is so core to mindfulness. It is literally in the definition of mindfulness, at least the one provided by John Kabat-Zinn. He offers that mindfulness is awareness that arises through paying attention, on purpose, in the present moment, non-judgmentally. Just about every single thing we experience is filtered and categorized in our minds as positive, negative, or perhaps neutral. So today we're going to do a short meditation focused on non-judgment. If you haven't already, get situated. Find your meditation cushion or chair And let's get comfortable. It's important that we keep our pose one of dignity. Meaning simply that we're not slouched over. Because we do want to bring awareness. And we do want to pay attention. Often when certain experiences are judged as positive, we tend to cling or hold on to these feelings or these experiences and and we often grasp for more, seeking more of the same. And yet other situations we encounter may be judged as, as negative, so we resist these and avoid them. Sometimes we also judge things as, as neutral. And, and when we judge things as, as neutral, we tend to give less significance to these. And so in this sense, our minds literally are judging machines. We are judging creatures. And the truth is, making judgments is a natural part of being human. But there is a big difference between making a judgment and having a judgmental attitude towards these judgments or towards ourselves or even others. So if you're comfortable, go ahead and close your eyes. It's also perfectly fine to leave them open, even if only partially. Perhaps find an an object to focus on. A skillful approach, perhaps the most important skill when it comes to judging and judgments, is to be able to recognize when a judgment is happening and to label those judgments for what they are. We need to give our judgments lots of space And in some sense, what we're really doing is setting aside judgments or comparisons or regrets. We're setting them aside or suspending them. Because when we're judging, we're not experiencing the present moment. So let's start by taking a deep breath. In and out. And get settled. This moment, the present moment, is really the only moment that exists. And to truly be here in this present moment, to truly experience this moment, we need to be able to set aside our judgments. Judgments will arise, and as they do, we simply label them, we note, oh, there's a judgment And then we come back to our breath or our object of focus. As our mind wanders, we gently escort it back to the present moment. And it's important to remember to do this with a kindness, a gentleness, a sense of compassion for ourselves. When we let go of judgment, we have this opportunity to see things in an unfiltered way, as they really are. And when we have difficult things that happen in our lives, It's important to remember that it's our judgments that truly are the only source of stress about these negative things. When we let go of these judgments, when we let go of the bad or the negative, quote-unquote, and replace these negative feelings with acceptance. This frees us from the unnecessary stress and suffering in our lives. What is one judgment that continues to come up for you over and over? Perhaps it is related to yourself. A feeling of inadequacy or a constant comparing yourself to others or to an image of yourself that perhaps you have had recently or perhaps that you've always had. And maybe that is more than just a comparison. Maybe there's regret there as well or sadness. Allow your mind to think of that one judgment that seems to reoccur or perhaps running in the background continuously in your life. Can we bring awareness to it? Bring awareness to the life cycle that it has And it's important to remember we're not here to judge those judgments, just to note them and to set them aside. Or perhaps. Your judgments typically are a little more external, perhaps related to others. When you see another person, do you see them as a three dimensional being? Or do you quickly label them as a checkout clerk, a soccer mom, an annoying coworker? With practice, we can train our minds to objectively see other people as humans, just like you, just like us. We can remember to engage in this exercise, the practice of non-judgment, when we're in the presence of other people. We can spend a few minutes with this practice while we're at work, in the grocery store, or sitting on a park bench and people watching. When we see someone else, notice the label that the mind habitually gives that person. Our minds are designed to categorize and label. And judge. When this happens, we just notice whatever is present and try observing this person with a beginner's mind, as if you've never seen the person before. Recognize them as a living, breathing, feeling being. This person has friends, a job, a place they need to be in five minutes, and so on. Like you, they have hopes, dreams, fears, sorrows, regrets, and joy. Let's end today's practice with a little loving kindness. You can bring someone to mind a friend, perhaps someone in the family, a coworker, or perhaps yourself. Once we have this person in mind, let's just take a few moments to reflect and recognize and offer a phrase of loving kindness to this individual or to ourselves and say, May you be happy today. Let's wish them well. The beautiful thing about loving kindness is it helps open our heart and open our minds so that we can see, truly see, others as they are. I said earlier on that if we are judging, we are not truly experiencing the present moment. If we can practice loving-kindness and bringing awareness to others in a non-judgmental way, we are redirecting our awareness in a way that disempowers judgment. By not giving energy and attention and focus to judgments, judging all the time. We're bringing loving kindness, not just to others, but to ourselves. And this, in effect, opens our heart, opens our lives. When you're ready, let's go ahead and open our eyes, become a little bit more aware of our surroundings. Thank you for participating in this guided meditation today. I wish you well. May you be happy. We'll see you soon.